to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so excited to record this episode right now. If you are new here, I'm currently back from maternity. I have been not recording episodes for like six weeks, which is the longest I've ever gone since the three years I've had this show. Obviously, the show has continued because I pre-recorded everything before having baby, but I haven't actually recorded and I'm so excited. I've literally never gone this long. It's been crazy. And I can't believe that I'm here with baby Tigs, which if you haven't already seen on Instagram, if you guys aren't over there before I gave birth. We didn't know if it was a boy or girl. We had a baby girl. Her name is Madison Shea. If you're listening or watching this on YouTube, you will see I'm currently wearing her. Um, I'm in my Solly wrap. Literally, I wear her all the time, always. I absolutely love it. I have so much to catch you up on. Today's episode is really just like a life update, a catch-up episode, because there's been so much going on, and I know it doesn't maybe feel like for you that we haven't been connected because you've been listening to the show, hopefully up until like, you know, your your usual Tuesday, Friday episodes, but I feel like it's been so long since I've talked to you because I haven't been actively recording, and usually I record episodes like in real time. I usually record them, you know, if it's coming out on a Tuesday, I'll usually record it the Friday before. Once I come out on Friday, I'll record it like the Wednesday before, so like really in real time. So it's been so weird not to, but I'm back from maternity right now. We are recording episodes in real time. Baby Madison is here. I'm going to give you just like a rundown of the birth, what happened, how life has been, what else has been going on. I am going to be doing a full episode of the birth with my doula. Um, At the time of this recording, I'm actually going to be recording it with her this week. So when you're listening to this, it's going to be the next episode that comes out. It's going to come out on Tuesday. So I'm so excited excited for that because we're going to go into all the details. And Chris might make a cameo, my husband. We'll see if he wants to pop on or not. But so let me just like give you a rundown. So Madison Shea, she was born on June 12th at 7.29 in the morning. She was six pounds, 11 ounces, 20 inches, 20 and no, sorry, 19 and three fourths inches. Um, and I had a completely unmedicated birth. And if you have been following along, you know, well, you maybe already know that I had an unmedicated birth if you saw it on Instagram, but you also know that that was something that I really, really wanted. That was something that I was really prioritizing throughout my pregnancy. I took hypno babies courses. Um, I was, uh, have a doula, obviously I was having dates and red raspberry leaf tea and doing all these things in my third trimester to really help that, you know, actually become a reality. And it did. Um, I did not have one ounce of medication during the birth. I didn't even have any Motrin or Tylenol after it was vaginal, unmedicated, the whole thing. And damn, was that shit hard, but also the most empowering thing I've ever done. And like literally the second the baby comes out, 
all of the pain goes away. Um, and there's so much I have to say on this topic. That's why we're literally doing a whole entire episode on it because I know so many of you, maybe you specifically want to hear all the details about it and you want to know more about it. So it just deserves its own episode. So I'm not going to go into the details of it right now. I just want to say that it was unmedicated. It literally was perfect. Like I would not have changed one thing about it. Um, it was, I'll give you a little, little sneak, sneak peek of it. So my water broke on Sunday, the 11th. So I was due on June 16th. Um, my water broke on Sunday, June 11th at around like 4:45. Uh, we went, we birthed, not birth, sorry. We labored at home for a long time, probably till about, I don't know, maybe 1am. Um, the doula came over here probably around nine ish. Uh, then we went to the hospital, got to the hospital, maybe around one, one in the morning. Um, and then we had Madison at seven twenty nine in the morning. So for first birth, it really wasn't that long. Um, but that was like the timeline of it. So we had her on Monday, the 12th. We went home the very next day. Um, again, no medication, literally nothing. I had no hemorrhoids. Um, I did not tear from, so there's different types of tears that you could have. There, the most uh, common one and the one that's actually that, that you really don't want is the tear, the per, tear on the perineum, which is the space between your vagina and your, and your asshole. Okay. Like that's really where you don't want to tear because that is what's connected to your pelvic floor. Um, and that's the most common place that there are tears. And a lot of people tear, um, because if they do have an epidural, you can't really feel as much when you're pushing. So you might be straining to push when your body's not actually wanting you to push. There's so many different things that go into it, but anyway, I did not tear there. I did tear on my labia though. Um, so I got a few stitches there, but I literally didn't even feel, I didn't even feel him do the stitches. He did give like a Novocaine shot in the vagina before he did the stitches, my OBGYN. Um, I literally, after giving birth, did not even feel the shot. Didn't even feel the placenta come out. Like it was nothing compared to actual labor. Um, so that was just like a little snippet of the birth. It was freaking amazing. I can't wait to give you the whole full rundown of it, but that is what I just want to give you a little sneak peek of. Um, so then we went home the next day and let me just tell you, I'm also going to be talking a lot more about this. The first week of mom life was so effing hard. Okay. Like postpartum depression, or like they call it baby blues. A lot of people experience it for about two or three weeks after giving birth. I'm so happy to say that it was only one week for me, but I absolutely experienced it. So again, baby blues, postpartum depression, whatever you want to call it, postpartum anxiety. I definitely experienced a lot of anxiety that first week. Um, it was intense, like really, really intense. Like your entire world is completely flipped upside down. Like not one thing is the same. Literally nothing is the same. Like you, and, and I have a lot of experience with babies too. So like I have been obsessed with babies my entire life. I've been babysitting for years. I have a niece and nephew that I'm extremely close to that I was always around and helping out with when they were little. So like, I know how to take care of a baby and it still is so hard. Like it really, really is. And it's absolutely amazing. Like I freaking love it, but I don't want to sugarcoat how hard that first week is. And for a lot of people, it could be the really the second and third week. It's not like it's easy now, but I mean, from a hormone, excuse me, from a hormonal standpoint, that first week was insane. So first of all, you have, you're running on no sleep, right? You just went through the marathon of birth, which was so energy intensive. And then after that, 
you are not sleeping because you have a newborn who needs to eat every hour and a half to two hours. I'm also exclusively breastfeeding, which we'll talk about that in a second. But in the beginning, when your milk comes in, it's colostrum at first. Um, and they need to be eating that every about, it was, uh, they say hour and a half to two hours. It really is like every hour and a half. Um, and they're, even when the baby is sleeping in the beginning, like for me, it was like, can I pay someone to watch our child sleep? Because like I literally was, again, that first week too was a lot of the hormonal anxiety, depression, all of that. But I was so freaked out about her breathing. Like I just wanted to watch her sleeping and make sure she was breathing. Um, And that gets easier. Like now when she's sleeping, I could sleep and not freak out about that. I still check her breathing. Not going to lie. Before I close my eyes, I'm just like, I stare at her belly for like five minutes. I'm like, okay, she's breathing. She's good. Like I can go to sleep Um, for like two hours. and And then we're back up and eating, which we'll talk about that again. But so you're just so exhausted. You birthed. You are now up. 24 seven, pretty much you're getting like an hour of broken up sleep here and there. Like it's crazy. So that obviously doesn't help. And then your hormones are wildly changing. Like once you deliver the placenta, the placenta is what has been like pumping all these hormones throughout your body, supporting the baby, all of these things. Once you birth the placenta, your estrogen, your progesterone levels drop to like the bottom, like so, 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 so low. It is a significant drop in your hormones. Now I did encapsulate my placenta. So if you guys don't know what that is, um, they, you have someone, obviously professional come pick up the placenta. There's two different ways to do it. You could do it raw. You could get it cooked. I had it cooked like the traditional Chinese medicine way, because in traditional Chinese medicine, it's really important to have warming foods and warming, um, just like cooked things during postpartum to warm up the uterus, to warm up the body, um, and like to help with the healing process. So I did it a cooked version. They like cooked it with, um, lemon and ginger and stuff like that. And then they encapsulate it like a supplement. Um, so I did do that, which I do think really supported my hormonal journey from after that first week I was, again, I'll I'll go into details about what that first week was like, but I started taking the placenta encapsulations. Uh, I don't even know, maybe a day or two after, like she was real quick with it. She came to the house that very next day, I think. Um, so I started taking it the first week, but I still was experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of just like crying. So around the same time, every single night, and this is true for most of you, by the way, I have the baby on me right now. I have Madison on me. So if you hear her little grunts and stuff, that's why. Um, but anyway, so I, um, around the same time every night, it was like, it it could have been between like four 30 and like six, any, anywhere between that time, I would just hysterically cry. Like whether I'm sitting there nursing her, whether we were at my parents' house, whether we were at home doing nothing, whether we're sitting on the couch eating dinner, like just hysterically crying. And it's like out of nowhere. And it's, you think it's for like, no, you're like, I don't know why I'm crying. It's the weirdest feeling. I've never experienced this before. And everyone I've talked to who has had a baby has had pretty much the same exact experience. I haven't talked to anybody that had a baby that did not have this experience. So if you are, and again, I don't want to project this on you. Like if you are pregnant and you're about to have the baby, I don't want you to be like, Oh my God, this is definitely gonna happen to me. It might not happen to you. Right. But if it, if you are pregnant and you are, or you're newly postpartum and you're experiencing this, please know you're not alone because you feel crazy. Right. So I was sitting there and I was just sobbing. Right. And I could sometimes sob for like 20 minutes. Sometimes it was like an hour and a half. Like it was totally dependent. Um, and you are just like so overwhelmed, so tired. It just feels like 
oh my God, what is happening? My life is so different. Like, and what was making me upset was thinking about like, what I would normally be doing. So it's like when we sat down to eat dinner, it's like, oh, Chris and I would normally sit down to eat dinner. We would maybe watch, watch a show. We would chat. I'd have my nighttime routine after that, like go to bed, whatever. So when we would like, those things would trigger me. So like we would go sit down to eat dinner and I would be like, oh my God, like, and then the baby was here and, and things aren't the same. It's not just us anymore. And like, you feel crazy because you're like, but I'm also, I love her so freaking much and I wouldn't want her to not be here, but you, but at the same time you're experiencing this change, right? It's just this massive change in real time that you're literally just like, it's like the rug is ripped out from underneath you. There's, it's not like a gradual change you get used to. Um, and it's not like pregnancy prepares you for it, right? Because like you feel like you are getting ready during pregnancy, which you are in a sense, but it's wildly different when the baby is inside of you than when the baby is outside of you, right? Your life changes when you're pregnant, of course, but it does not change as much, obviously, until the baby is here. So it's just like a literal 180 overnight. So it's very jarring to your system on top of obviously the hormonal change that you're experiencing and you're healing physically as well and mentally and emotionally this all going on. It's just crazy. So I would just sob hysterically cry and I would feel so horrible because I'm looking at my beautiful baby as I'm feeding her and I'm literally sobbing. I'm just like, Oh my God, like I miss what my old life. I miss what I was doing, but I love her so much. I wouldn't want her to not be here. And you feel freaking crazy. So if you're experiencing this, it's totally normal. Um, so what we did, right? Because obviously here, if you are experiencing that, I probably should do a whole nother episode on this, but real quick, cause we're talking about it right now. If you're experiencing this, number one, no, it's normal. Number two, reach out to people who have had babies because they'll help you in real time. Know that you're not alone, that you have experienced uh, that they have experienced it and that it will pass because that's the thing when you're in it, it feels like you're, it's it's not going to ever go away. It feels like you're always going to be so sad around this time of day and that you're always going to feel like this. And it does pass. It really, really, really does. Again, some people it takes one week, two weeks, three weeks. I haven't talked to anyone where I said it really lasted longer than that. If it does last longer than that, that's when you could be really moving into postpartum depression aside from just baby blues. And that's where you really want to seek attention and a therapist and someone who could really support you because that 100% happens to people as well. Okay. Like that's a real, real thing. Um, so if you are experiencing this for a long length of time, please seek out support because there's such a lack of postpartum support. That's a whole nother thing that we'll talk about. But, um, anyway, for the, for, the, the majority of people, baby blues is about one to three weeks long. Again, if it's any longer than that, it's not to say it's not normal, but of course you want to get attention and want to get help for that. So, um, anyway, sobbing, sobbing, crying. So what we would do is cause I knew it was around the same time every night. And there were a few nights in that first week that I didn't sob cry. And we realized that we could like kind of work around it. So if I was outside and like going for a walk around that time, I would be good because I was enjoying the outdoors and me and Chris were there. Um, so that's what we did. We started going for a walk around four, like between that four and like five thirty mark. And I would be good. I wouldn't get that like sobbing, crying time. And then it never really happened later at night. So it was just that like time period that we had to like troubleshoot. So going for a walk around the time was really, really helpful. Um, but for me, I also experienced a lot of anxiety that first week. So if I did not, we did not have any visitors at the hospital either. We'll talk about that too. 
Um, we had no visitors at the hospital except my parents, Chris's parents, and our siblings. That's it. Um, and like our nieces and nephews. Actually, no. Uh, Chris's nephews didn't come. My No, they didn't come to the hospital. Just our siblings our, and both of our parents. Um, that was it. We didn't have anybody else at the hospital. We didn't have anybody else come to the house that first week either. Just our immediate family. I did not want a lot of visitors. I really wanted that space to just have time to get to know Madison, for her to get to know me, to heal, to feel like we didn't need to like be on. And I just wanted to be with her. Like that was the other thing where I was experiencing a lot of anxiety if she wasn't near me. So, um, one night we were sitting on the couch and she was in this little swing, literally like next to the couch. It was just across the room. And I was so anxious. I was like, I I need her next to me. Like she's she's too far away. I need her to be either on me or immediately next to me. Um, and that's like, there's a science behind that. I'll do other episodes on it where, you need your baby just as much as they need you to help regulate your nervous system. Like it's like a piece of you is literally now outside of you. And it's very jarring when they're away from you for a long period of time, when they're far away from you. Um, it, you, her being on me, that's why I wear her all the time. It's definitely still something that I like to do, but it was a lot more, um, anxiety provoking in the beginning where, if she wasn't like on me or near me, I would get way more anxious. I'd just be so nervous of like, is she okay? What's going on? Like, and and it would just spiral from there. So having her on me helped regulate me as well as obviously regulating her because she, the baby still thinks that like our nervous system is still tied together. I'm going to do another episode on that. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but your body is literally their home. Like they lived inside of you for nine to 10 months. When they come out of you, their bo- your body is still their home. So they feel so much comfort when they're on you. And I feel so much comfort and I feel so much more regulated when she's on me as well, because they were inside of us for so long. And then all of a sudden they're out and you're like, hold, wait a second. Like, no, 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 you need to stay, stay on me. So I definitely experienced a lot of anxiety. Um, we had her on Monday. That Sunday was father's day. And we went to Chris's parents for father's day, um, in the morning and it was just his parents. Like we were good. I was fine. But then we went to my parents' house and my parents were there. My sister and brother-in-law and the kids were there. My uncle was there. My grandma was there. Um, was that it? I think that was it. (laughs) Now that I say it, I'm like, that really wasn't that many people. But again, it was the first week of having her. It was six, she was six days old. Um, and I was still experiencing a lot of anxiety. That was the last day that I experienced that crying bit. And I cried. I'm not kidding. Probably for like two and a half hours straight after that, because when we were there, I was very, very anxious. I, I, there were so many people around. I just felt like I wanted to just be in our little bubble of just like me, Chris and Madison. I was so anxious having other people around, even though it was people that have seen her already, except my uncle, but like everyone else had seen her already. Um, cause my grandma was the only other person that came, you know, a couple days after she was born. But, um, it was just like, if she was in the stroller on the deck when we were outside, I like had to be right there. I, I, I didn't even like her in the stroller. I was like, I need to be holding her. It was just, it, it was a very, very weird feeling. It was very overwhelming. Um, and even now when we go places, if there's a group of people, uh, which we haven't really, you know, we've done it a couple of times. What I do, especially if it's people that like hasn't seen her really. And like, they're going to want to hold her and stuff is I wear her like I'm wearing her right now in this, um, uh, Solly baby wrap because I know she's on me. She's close to me. It will reduce the amount of people just like holding her and passing her around. I really just, I'm not about that, especially she's only five weeks old right now. Like I am still 
wanting to support her immune system. I don't want her like around a ton of people. I just don't like her being passed around like a football. Um, so that helps my anxiety when we're going places wearing her cause she's close to me. She's not being passed around a ton and she loves it. So that's just like something that helps me as well. Okay. I got so excited to be chatting with you again that I completely forgot to mention this. So I have to pop in here and let you know, because I know there are so many of you, maybe you specifically who have been hearing about the mind your hormones method. You've been listening to the podcast. You want to work with me in some capacity. So you need to know about this epic offer that I am doing right now as a celebration for me coming back from maternity. It has actually been going on this entire week to my email fam and to Instagram. But in case you aren't on the email fam or follow me on Instagram. I want to make sure that you know about this because I didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast since I have been recording. But the Mind Your Hormones Method, which is my step-by-step guide to balancing your hormones, literally teaching you how to have a hormone-healthy lifestyle, how to have a regular pain-free period, how to boost your fertility, how to safely stop birth control, all the things, is currently half off right now. And it's so epic. I love doing stuff like this. It just is so fun for me to offer deals like this because I I know some of you maybe aren't able to hop in at the original investment or you're like, oh my God, I've been waiting for a sign. This is it. Now I'm ready to hop in, whatever it is for you. So all the details will be in the show notes for you, the code to use. So if you want to hop in for half off pricing, um, the expiration of when it's actually going to be done, I'm going to give you guys a couple of days. If you're listening to this in real time, if you're not listening to this in real time and you missed the sale, I'm sorry. I love you. It's always available though for you to pop in. But I just really wanted to make sure that you knew about this because I know some of you are like, holy shit, this is my time. I'm hopping in. I can't freaking wait. And if you do hop in, please message me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. And if you're like, wait, Corinne, I don't know what the mind your hormones method is. I'm kind of new here, but I definitely want to work with you. I definitely want to learn how to have a pain-free regular period, boost my fertility, all the things, all the details will be in the show notes for you. Okay. So just head to the show notes. And if you have any questions at all, you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram at Crinangelica. You can always email me if you're not on Instagram, whatever it is. I'm here to support you. I'm coming back from maternity with this big celebration and I can't freaking wait. So check the show notes for all the details and I cannot wait to see some of you in there. And then the other thing I forgot to mention, oh yeah, when I have zero notes in front of me, okay, I'm literally just talking because I just want to give you a life update. And I'm like, if I was listening to a podcast and they just had a baby, this is stuff that I would want to know. Um, in the hospital as well, like I said, I was unmedicated. I, the baby didn't get anything either. Like the baby, we um, refused the antibiotic eye ointment. We refused the vitamin K shot. We refused the hep B shot. Um, she didn't get any of that. We did do vitamin K drops, the um, bio bio emulsion, bio emulsion, I think it's called bio emulsion. I'll put the link below. If you are interested in getting these drops, if please consult your doctor, please consult your pediatrician of the dosage and all of that. Um, but that is what we opted to do. So I know some people were curious about that as well. So I wanted to make sure that I put that in there. I do plan on doing an episode. I really want to get someone on like a professional to talk more about vaccines and stuff like that. Um, we personally, again, did not give her any, we don't plan on giving her any, um, if we are ever going to, it wouldn't be till she was like after two years old. Um, but but even then, I just, I, it's just not something that we are planning on doing at this point. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother topic. So, but I wanted to throw that in there because I know some um, of you, maybe you specifically, are pregnant and you're getting close to that point and you want to know, like, kind of how we navigated that. Um, you know, in the very first, you know, day that they're born, they want to give them the antibiotic ointments, the vitamin K, the Hep B. Like, we were just not about that. So, we didn't do any of that. Um, okay. So, that was that. Um, other thing I want to talk about, yeah, so the first week was really hard. Um, after that, 
it's not like it wasn't hard. Like the sleep deprivation is real. Um, like I said, I am exclusively breastfeeding and we just started implementing one bottle a day of breast milk. Um, we started that at four weeks just so she does not refuse a bottle so that I eventually can go places and have someone, you know, take her and have a bottle for her. So we started doing that and I'm going to do a whole nother episode on all of that too, but exclusively breastfeeding, um, which they eat about every one and a half to two hours. Right now, my pediatrician said because she's gained weight, she's now nine pounds, three ounces. Well, she was last week. She's probably more than that now. Um, And she was 6'11 at her birth. So she's gaining like a great amount of weight. She's getting plenty of food. She's a milk monster. She loves getting that breast milk. And I honestly love breastfeeding. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. It's such a bonding experience. It's so freaking easy in the sense that you don't have to wash anything. You don't have to bring bottles. Literally, as long as I'm there, I know she's set. Like that's literally all she needs is me and my boobs and we're good to go. Like it, it obviously, yes, diapers, she needs clothes. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't have to worry about bringing so much stuff and having to worry about bringing bottles and all this stuff and washing it and just like sterilizing them all. And like, Oh my God, it's like just like another added thing. Um, and even like, I'm not even pumping to get that one bottle a day. I'm just using the Haka, um, which is when she's breastfeeding, I put the Haka on, um, which I'll put a link below if you don't know what I'm talking about on the other breast. And it just collects the letdown from the other boob. And it just gets me enough for her for a bottle a day. Cause I'm like, I just like really don't want to add pumping in right now. It's so much more work and there's already so much going on. So, uh, that's just been what's going on for us. So anyway, exclusively breastfeeding, she feeds about in the beginning, it was one and a half to two hours. And that's from when they start feeding to when they start eating again. So say she started eating at 5.30. Oh, she just came out of her wrap. Hold on a second. Well, she didn't come out of it, but her head did. Um, say, oop, she's going to start waking up. We have to wrap this podcast episode up. So say she started feeding at 5.30 um, in the morning or at night, doesn't matter. That means, and she doesn't finish eating till like 5.45, whatever. She usually eats about for like 10 minutes or so. Now it's getting a little bit longer, but you have to start feeding again at either, it just starts at 5.30, the hour and a half starts at that 5.30 time when they start eating. So even if they finish eating at like 5.45 or even 6, whatever, that doesn't mean like, okay, she's done eating at 6, now I could feed her at 7.30. No, she started at 5.30, you have to feed her at 7, an hour and a half later. Um, And in the beginning, you have to wake them up to feed them if they're not waking up because they have to gain weight. And it's like a whole thing, right? So that's where sleep is just like, what is sleep? I don't even know what's happening. Um, Now, because she's gaining weight, she goes about, she still really goes about an hour and a half sometimes, two hours um, usually. And then overnight, she'll sometimes give me like one chunk of three hours. And I could do that overnight because she is gaining weight. Um, but that's really it. And so the sleep is still like a non-existent thing. It's getting better just because, um, now that she's, I want to do a whole nother episode on that, but we are co-sleeping in the fact that she is sleeping in something called a snuggle me, which I highly recommend. It also will be having, I don't think it's going to be done at the time of this episode, but if you keep following along, I'll talk about it when it is ready. I'm putting out uh, what I got on my baby registry, a whole like freebie for it. So you can see everything I registered for, the links for it, all the non-toxic stuff, like all those things. The snuggle me is something I would highly recommend getting, um, whether like they nap in it or whatever, but, um, she sleeps in that at night and we put the snuggle me in the bed. Um, and obviously no other pillows, no comforters, nothing is around her, nothing like that. We do all the safe things. That's, I'm going to do a whole nother episode on that. But the point is now that we're doing that, cause I wasn't doing it in the beginning. 
Um, and I sideline breastfeed her. So like I lay in bed and she on my side, she lays on her side and now she feeds in bed like that. It cuts down the amount of time that I'm awake because in the beginning I was getting up out of bed. I was getting her out of the bassinet. I was changing her diaper. I was going to the recliner. I was feeding her. Then I was getting back up, putting her sleep sack back on back in the bassinet, trying to get her sleep. It was just like a whole freaking thing. So I was getting literally no sleep. So breastfeeding and co-sleeping, it's like a match made in heaven because it's so much easier. You pick them up, you pop them on the boob, you burp them, you put them back in bed. Like it's just so much easier. But anyway, um, that is the sleep situation. And that really is one of, was one of the hardest parts. And I thought that I was like, how am I going to be able to do this? You just do it. Like you literally just do it. There's no way to fully prepare for it. Um, you just love them so much. You, it's just something you do. Is it hard? Yes. Um, it's, you know, it's not hard for me during the day so much. Like I'm, I have pretty much good energy during the day. Now at night is when it's really hard when it's like, okay, I'm waking up at 12, wake up at two. I'm waking up at four. I'm waking up at six. Like it's hard. It's not those exact times, but just easier for me to say that. Um, but I just like, am savoring this moment because it does, ha- it goes so fast, like already five weeks. Like I, I can't even believe it. And I just love the newborn stage. It just reminds me of like, if in like the future, like if five years from now, I would like, I know that I would love to go back to just one night with my baby as this like newborn and feeding her and like just taking care of her. So I just remind myself when I'm exhausted, I'm feeding her in the middle of the night. I'm like, this is a moment I know I'm going to want to come back to in two years from now, three years from now, five years from now. So it's just like, that's been really, really helpful for me. Um, I wear her a ton. Like that's just, it's just been, it's been the best experience. It's been really eye opening. Like I have such new perspective on life. Um, my routine is just totally out the window. Like I have not been doing my daily meditations or journaling or anything like that. I just got back into the swing of doing my warm lemon water. I've consistently been taking my supplementation. So that has been something that I have been consistently doing. Um, but just a routine is just out the window right now. We're starting to kind of get into one where I like, she's kind of waking up in the morning around the same times, going to bed around the same time, like first initial time going to bed. Um, so I'm starting to get into more of a rhythm and I know I'll get back into it. Like I know I'm going to get back into a rhythm. I know I'm going to start being able to do exercises for myself other than walking. And like, I know all that's going to happen. I will meditate with her in the morning. Sometimes when I remember, um, it's definitely not consistent, but what this has taught me is that I don't need to, cause I felt like I needed to do those things every single day. Otherwise shit would hit the fan. Um, I, I am will now be doing them consistently eventually again, because I love doing them. And I really do believe it is so important for our health, but this experience has shown me that like, I don't need to do it every day to be calm, to have patience, to still feel good. Um, like with the meditation, the journaling, like I used to have like a two hour morning routine. That's just never going to happen again. Like, but it is what it is. Um, I am going to have one again. It's just going to look different. And it's just accepting that I'm really savoring the season you're in and riding the wave. I, I am really good at adjusting to my circumstances pretty quickly, right? Like after that first week, I was like, okay, like, here we go. My hormones feel more balanced out. Like I'm ready to rock. This is our new situation. How can we make this somewhat of a routine? How can we like, just like, 
adjust, right? Like we just adjusted pretty well and things are always changing and things are not perfect and things are really hard. Um, your time is not your own. Things are a shit show. Sometimes there are nights, multiple nights I could not shower, couldn't brush my teeth, didn't even remember to brush my teeth or wash my face. Like, you know, things are not rainbows and butterflies and happy little unicorns all the time. Um, but it is in the sense of you just have so much joy and love for this baby and, for this, like for me anyway, like I love this new life. And a lot of people will say like, I just don't even remember my old life. I 100% remember my old life. Like it wasn't that long ago. I remember it, but I don't want it back. And what I think about is like, what did I do with my time? That's something that I think about all the time, especially when it comes to business. What the hell was I doing all day? Because like, yes, I've been on maternity, so I have been working with clients, but I've still been like popping in, doing things like, you know, showing up on stories, selling some stuff, like doing things here and there, putting out content. But I'm like, what the fuck was I doing all day? Like, I literally don't know because things now just take such a shorter amount of time because they have to, they literally have to. And it's like, whatever time that you give yourself is the time that it's going to take to do it. Or it's just not going to happen. It's not a priority anymore. Like my priorities have changed. My perspective has changed. Just everything is so different in the best way. I'm more efficient. I have so much more compassion. I'm more empathetic. I'm more in flow in like my feminine energy. Um, it's really, really cool. I I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. Obviously things are going to change as we evolve. I'm going to do so many other episodes on all of this. I just kind of wanted to give a life update. Did not think it was going to be a 30 minute episode, but here we are. Um, and then the other quick little thing that's been going on is if you have been listening to this, I've been talking about it, you know, prior to going out on maternity, we were selling our place and buying a new one. We were in the process and it was just like such a shit show. We closed on both places. So our place is sold. We're still living here right now. We closed on our new home literally yesterday at the time of this recording, closed on it yesterday. We are starting renovations there. So we will be officially moving in there probably about the end of August. Um, the person who bought our current condo is amazing and letting us stay post-possession. Like after we close, we're staying here until we need to. Um, and we're just like paying her rent, you know, obviously we're not like staying here for free, but, um, it was just amazing that she was such an incredible buyer. Everything just worked out seamlessly. And this was something I was so worried about of like, Oh my God, we have to get in the house where the baby comes. It's not an option. There's no way we're having her here. I won't do it. Like I was so set against it, which is probably why it happened this way because the universe is like, Nope, you have so much resistance around this. We're going to teach you a little lesson here because it is so true. Like you, the baby does not need anything other than you when you first have them. So if you're in this season and you're like, I feel like I don't have a nursery. Like uh, we don't have a nursery. We don't, we're in a one bedroom right now. We're packing. We have box everywhere. Like we're sharing a dresser. She doesn't have her own dresser. We're sharing a draw. Like it's, you know, it's not like the quote unquote perfect situation, but it is because I'm so happy that we had her here in our first place that Chris and I, you know, have together, that it was a place we're already comfortable in, that literally they don't need a lot in the beginning. All they need is you. Literally all they need is you. So if you're freaking out like I was about not being in the perfect situation, like environmental wise, please know that it does not matter. And literally all your baby needs is you like that is really freaking it. They don't need anything else. Um, and it just worked out so perfectly. Like I'm so happy that it's happening like this and that we're going to all get to move in together as a family of three. Um, and now that we know that it is a girl, cause we weren't sure when we do set up her room, we'll be able to set it up with, you know, her name on the wall and like do all these things that we wouldn't be able to do ahead of time. So it just always works out perfectly as it always does. And I knew that was going to be the case, but sometimes 
happens when you're in the thick of it and you're getting rejected from all these houses and you're like, fuck, I want to get in before the baby. Like you're just in that. It doesn't feel like it's going to work out, but it always, always does. So that is the other, uh, update. I have highlights on my um, Instagram with like renovations we're doing at the house, um, of our birth story, like of all the stuff. If you haven't checked out any of that, come um, head over to Instagram at Karinangelica. We did decide to, last little tidbit, is that we're not showing Madison's face on Instagram other than um, her announcement like post and our birth plan, our, our birthing story. We did show her face in that. But from here on out, like on my stories and stuff like that, I cover her face with a little emoji. Right now, if you're watching on YouTube, you can only see her, the side of her face because she's in the wrap with me. Um, and we just decided that because my profile is not private, it's public. We don't know who's following me. There are crazy people in the world. Um, people are weird. And I just don't want her face plastered all over the internet um, for anybody to see her because people are crazy and weird and we just don't want to do that. So um, that is why we're not putting her face on Instagram. So she won't be there, but I do send my clients and in the motherhood unfiltered membership, I do send updates of Madison. So like, I want to see her face. And I like, so I hate it in a way that I don't share her because she's so fucking cute that I'm like, Oh, I want to show her, but it's just the best decision for us. So anyway, that is it. This is a way longer episode than I thought. Obviously, I've missed you so much. I just came on here rambling. Um, I hope this gave you some value. I hope that you're excited to have me back in real time. Um, I always appreciate you being here. I can't wait to just talk more about this journey. Obviously, it's not the only thing we're going to be talking about on this pod, but it is, of course, something that we're going to be talking a lot about now because this is my life now, right? And now I'm a mom and now baby is here in real time and things are just so different. Um, but they're also so amazing. And I'm going to have to get into a swing of things now of, I used to have a set, you know, podcast scheduling routine, and that's going to be a little different now. And just everything is different, but I'm going to be sharing all of it. The good, the bad, I don't even like to say the good and bad, but the ups, the downs, everything in between. So please stay tuned. I love you so much. I've missed you. I'm so happy to be back to recording and I just can't wait to see what's going to evolve and unfold as this whole journey continues because I'm only five weeks in right now. Right. And it's like, that part's crazy. Like, how has it only been five weeks that she's been in my life? It feels like it's been forever, and I just can't imagine any other way now. Um, oh, so it's just amazing. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.